Welcome to the Relationship Church Podcast. Have you ever been somewhere so amazing that you had to go again? And when you went, you had to take someone with you. In today's message, Ryan Neal shares a number of things, including the why and way that God made for us to be with him in heaven. We join this message already in progress. saying he saved others let him save himself if he is the Christ the chosen of God the soldiers also mocked him coming and offering him sour wine and saying if you are the king of the Jews save yourself and an inscription also was written over his head in Greek letters and Hebrew saying this is the king of the Jews then one of the criminals who were uh, who were hanged blasphemed him saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered rebuking him saying, do you not even fear God seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, assuredly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord Jesus, to learn from your word. And God, most of all, we thank you for your spirit to help us understand what you're saying to us in your holy scripture. We ask that you speak to us today out of, out of this scripture. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So I just wanna to talk to you very briefly today um, about the concept of God wants you in heaven. God wants you in heaven. Um, and, and for, I guess, a, a thought, I want us to consider the amazing and wonderful love of God. Um, I don't have a Mother's Day message. Happy Mother's Day. But uh, this is, you know, this is, this is not necessarily a Mother's Day message. I could have made a shift and talked about a mother's love and connected it, but, you know, Happy Mother's Day, you know, we'll move on, right? No, I'm just joking. Um, but seriously, I just want to talk to you. I want you to internalize that. I want you to think about that. God wants you in heaven. God wants you in heaven. We see from the scripture that hell was never actually designed for people. It was never actually something that was designed for us. It was something that was designed for the enemy and his angels. It was never designed to have uh, people like you and I in hell. Isaiah talks in the fifth chapter of the, book of, of, of the book of Isaiah, and he talks about how death or shoal or hell enlarges itself. Um, and and that, that word death even, the word death actually has the connotation of hell. Because if you remember back from the uh, Garden of Eden, we were meant to live perpetually. Death was never meant to be something that uh, affected you and I. 
That's one of the reasons that why when something happens to your body, when everything is working correctly, your body begins to try to heal itself because you, you make a, a cut or a scrape or something on your hand and your body will instantly start to uh, produce what needs to be produced in order to heal itself. It'll scab over. There's so many things in the body that, that show us that we really weren't meant to die. Death came about because of sin. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so when we approach it from that way, then we want to make sure uh, a lot of what we have heard many times over the years is we hear uh, being saved from hell being preached as though uh, it, it's something where it's almost like a scare tactic. If you don't do these things, then you'll end up in hell. But the Lord has been showing me that he said you were saved by grace. You were saved by grace through faith. If, if my goal was to come back and catch you doing something so I could send you to hell, why would I have ever sent my son, my only son, to come and die for you? And so as you, when you begin to think of heaven in that way, when you begin to think about the magnificent and wonderful love that God has for us, in the book of 3 John, he talks about how this, this love, oh, what love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And he says, and we are children of God. And so we have to make sure that we understand our position in Christ. We have to make sure that we understand the love that he has for us. Otherwise, we get into this, this, this sin mindset. And I don't know about you, but what you focus on begins to increase. So many times, the reason that we sin is because we're thinking about not sinning as opposed to thinking about doing the things that God wants us to do, thinking about developing the love in our heart and having the type of personality, the type of, uh, of loving character that God wants us to have. But we've been tripped and duped into just thinking about sin. Well, how do I keep from sinning? Well, how do I keep from? No, the way that you keep from sinning is that you do what God has called for you to do. Don't focus on the negative. We focus on the positive. You focus on how broke you are, you'll never have more money. You focus on the, the how you're going to get more money, not on the fact that you don't have the money. So we're not going to focus on sin, we're going to focus on grace. We're not going to focus on sin, we're going to focus on love. We're not going to focus on sin, we're going to focus on his mercies. We're not going to focus on what we've done wrong. We're going to believe God that we are saved by grace through faith, not of works lest any man should boast. So we see, I love this scripture, by the way, because it's, you guys remember those TVs? I don't think they do them anymore, but you know, this will date me, but it was this old Toshiba TV that my grandma used to have. And it was like a, a, you could watch one channel and then down in the corner, you had like another little picture. I don't even know if shows do that anymore, but it was like the picture in picture. And that's what this scripture really is because you have Jesus on a cross dying to save our sins while he acts out the entire message of the gospel right here with these two thieves. And there comes a time in our lives where we do have to decide which side of the cross we want to be on. Which side of Jesus do we want to be on? But here he is dying on a cross. And, and the funny thing about it is that when you look at Mark's account and when you look at uh, Mark, I'm sorry, when you look at Matthew and Mark's account, it's different from Luke's account. Not different, but Mark, or, uh, Mark and Matthew give us a little bit more detail and they let us know that actually both of them mocked him originally. But something happened between what happened there and what we read in the book of Luke. Something happened. At one point, one of those two thieves switched. At, one, at some point, one of those two thieves said, you know, maybe this guy is all he's cracked up to be. 
And he began to look at things a little differently. So he went from this sinful mindset. He went from this uh, person that was ridiculing Jesus and talking about Jesus and, you know, right along with everybody else. Oh, you say you're the king of the Jews. And then all of a sudden he said, man, he started rebuking the other man and said, come on now, you know, we, we're about to die and you still don't have no respect for God. And, and the only thing that I can get after studying this scripture is that there must have been something about the way that Jesus suffered. It must have been something about the way he suffered because nothing he did was miraculous during this time. He could have pulled himself off the cross. He could have come down, but he didn't. He just sat there and he suffered. But there must have been something about the way that he was suffering that caught this thief's attention, that caught this person's attention. And, and he began to look at Jesus in a different light. You know, they, they, they say, oh, you know, if you want to see how somebody's going to act, give them success and see what happens. But, but truly, the way you suffer, you know, sometimes we'll even give people a pass when they're suffering because, you know, they might do something or say something out of pocket. But you say, well, they're grieving or they got this going on. But truthfully, what grieving does, what sorrow does, what suffering does is just brings to the surface what's inside of you. So when you put pressure on something, then that's what it kind of just squeezes out, if you will, what's already on the inside of a person. So as Jesus began to suffer, virtue started to squeeze out of him. As Jesus continued to suffer, power, even power, not the power to take himself down from the cross, but the power to suffer in such a way that a soul could be saved. The power to suffer in such a way that it changed somebody's mind about who he was. And so we have to be careful and we have to use this as an example to know that even in our suffering, somebody can be saved through the life that we live. Someone can be saved through the suffering that we endure. So something about the way that Jesus suffered caught this man's attention and he changed his mind and said, I want to come with you. And Jesus said the last time before he died, verily I say unto you or truly I say unto you. He said that 37 times in the gospel. And every time he said it, it was always something that came after it that was very important for us to listen to. Because Jesus is the truth. And all he can do is tell the truth. So if he turns around and say, truthfully, I tell you, then you really better listen up. It's really his way of saying, now listen to this. I, I got something really important here to say. He said that only 37 times. And this time he said, today, you will be with me in paradise. I'm taking you with me. You're going to come with me. Why? Because you made a decision to be, uh, to turn from your wicked ways. You made a decision that you wanted to turn your life around. You made a decision. You recognized who I was. And when you recognized who I was and you made the ask, I granted your wish. Yes, today you're coming with me. You're going to be with me in paradise. And it's so crazy that this other man on the other side of him was that close to salvation and missed it. And sometimes I wonder how close we are to God, how close we are to a mighty work of God in our lives, and we miss it just because we don't go that extra step. Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world, but I came that you might have life. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. There's a time in our lives where we have to decide to embrace the love of God. He has put so much, I mean, he loves us so much. He loves us so much. And, and we see the love that he has literally right here on the cross as he's dying to save the world from their sins. 
as he's dying to save you and I, here he is right here showing the gospel message, picture in picture, dying to save the world from sin and at the same time talking to this man and saving him right there at the cross. Deathbed salvation. For anybody that don't believe in it, we got the best example right there of deathbed salvation. And so we just have to know and remember and embrace the love that Christ has for us. I don't care where you are today, what you're going through, what's going through your mind, how bad you feel like you messed up. I want you to know that his grace conquers. His love conquers. It will chase you down. It will literally chase you down. And, and, and I've told you all over and over again, it's a smack in the face to the blood of Jesus to ever feel like you've done something that his blood wasn't strong enough to forgive, that his blood wasn't strong enough to overshadow, and just knowing that he loves you. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. The scripture literally says, God is love. God equates to love. Love equates to God. He wants us to embrace that. Are you happy to know that he loves you? But then it says, you like me. Thank you, Jesus. And I am yours. There's so many things in this world that can complicate what was meant to be very simple. And that is Jesus loves you. What love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the time that we've had with you and your word. God, I pray today that through this message, that it helps somebody to realize that you made man simple, but man has sought out many devices. And God, sometimes we have to just simplify things and realize that the only thing that really truly matters in this world, the only thing that matters is the love that you have for us. But we thank you, Father, because you didn't just stop at love, because sometimes we love people that it's difficult for us to tolerate, but God, you like us, and we are yours. And I pray that that concept be rooted down in each one of our hearts, knowing that your love for us is what gives us life. You came here not to condemn us, but to give us abundant life, and you would like nothing better than to have all of eternity with us, with you in paradise. And we believe, Father, that one day we will see you there. Take us, God, from this place, and never take us from your presence, Lord Jesus, and allow us to just remember the amazingness of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day again. We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sunday at 1245 p.m. Central Time. If you're in the St. Louis metro area, we meet at 1060 Chambers Road, a little over a mile south on Bell Fountain Road from Highway 270. You can also join us via Zoom. The login number is 314-720-8880. You can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. 
Again, that number is 314-720-8880. We are Relationship Church. Come grow with us.